something I'm sure everyone can relate to, client red flags, what to look out for. If you see some of these signs, run the other way. Run. That's going to be my advice. Run. Get out of there. But before we dive off into today's topic, let's go ahead and go around and say hi to this awesome panel that we've got. And we're going to start with ladies first. Sarah, are you awake yet down there to say hi? No, I'm not down awake, there, but I will there. say hi. Uh, hi, my name is Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials on a bare, rare occasion. But I'm there <laughs> technically. It'll alert me, maybe. Um, so, yeah, it's early. It is very early. But as a little highlight, we are about to move to 8 a.m. here in Australia on the eastern side of Australia. So next week, if you happen to be on the eastern side, it's going to move to 8 a.m. And we've got a month of 8 a.m.s before 9 a.m. Very oh, exciting. Yeah. Awesome. I don't know how you do it. Well, I'm super glad that you get either. up early, early with us every week to come and hang out. Same. Well, Good to be Stephanie. here. Hey gang, what's up Divination? I am Stephanie Hudson. I'm here representing Focus WP, where we handle all the tedium of website maintenance for you. So you just get to look like a rock star. And uh, you can find more info about my company over at focuswp.co. And you can find me most days in my Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, B-I-Z. So you come say hi. All right. I'm so happy Stephanie's here. Thanks, we have David. a not a not a he's he's kind of with me all week because Josh and I work together and stuff, but he just happens to have a lot of red flag client stuff to share with us today. So we thought, why not get him in here? Josh, introduce yeah. yourself. Oh boy, I've got a lot of stories I got to share today. That's, <laughs> that's, what that's what David's telling me. I'm Josh Daly, and uh, I am the marketing lead over at Divi Space and Aspen Grove Studios. But before that, I ran my own agency. So that's where a lot of my stories will probably come from. And I still do um, not in the web, the web space as much anymore, uh, but I still do a lot of video content in the nonprofit world. So that awesome. is still what I do, yes. Awesome. Well, so glad to have Josh here. And my name I is didn't David. actually realize that was your title. Last well, time we, you were on, we talked about like speed stuff. I thought you were more like strictly geek. So that's cool. Oh, he's a geek. Don't <laughs> get him wrong. He is very much a geek, Stephanie. <laughs> we like he's geeks geek, around here. But he's a he's a prolific uh writer too, you know. He's 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 really, really good. So um he's got like many of us, he's He's got multiple talents and stuff. So my name is David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space. I also do a podcast sometimes over at WPGears.com called WP the Podcast with my partner, Tim Streifler, who's out today. He's got baby duty. That's what happens when you have a newborn. Sometimes you get yanked away and you got to have baby duty. Um, and we'd also He's do having some cuddle there. time. Yeah, he needs some cuddle time. We also do courses there at WPGears.com, and we've got a new one coming out soon. So be on the lookout for us, and it is an awesome Divi-specific course. So be on the lookout for that. Today we've got a fantastic topic, how to spot those red flags with clients. And uh, I, I just wanted to add to David's intro, for those of you who can't see him, I think he's gotten a new stylist since <laughs> he's rocking a super cool like newsboy cap i want to call it he's got a That's necklace i caught a little glimpse of a bracelet like what two bracelets hold on, oh hold my on. did you join hold kabbalah on. did you get you a new forgot. tattoo too i do he got I a do. new tattoo as well first, <laughs> first tattoo ever Ever? Wow. I do need I do need to share that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We it's gotta gonna, switch topics right now. <laughs> <laughs> do we get to see it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, oh. I don't it's kinda it's on my inner arm. I will oh, that's, I'll stand up that's and show it. You didn't take your video podcast career into Oh there you Whoa, go. That's like it looks very spiritual. It looks like it's Is got it? lots of meaning. 
It's actually. It looks like it has a fact, lot of meaning. It does. I don't know what it means, you. but it looks like it's it means a, a lot. It's yeah. actually called a unilome, and you can Google unilome. Unilome is a spiritual path, and uh, it does have meaning for me. I never wanted a tattoo before, and when I turned 50, all of a sudden, I wanted a tattoo. Not only did I want a tattoo, I wanted a sleeve, and I knew oh exactly God. what it was going to be. So this whole arm will be, at some point, tattooed. Are you serious? Wow. And it will be... Go my, big or go life, home. my life story basically so oh. there you go. thus far yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about it it was fun i got it like a month ago i haven't really shouted it out on social media so i guess oh, I'm sorry do that didn't mean now. to call you out <laughs> no, no 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 i'm glad you did i love talking about it there's but like today, there's so much happening with you now all of a sudden the hat they were talking about too? red clients red clients red red flags red flags not red, red clients flags. we do not have clients from mars yet we might <laughs> we'll see we'll see so uh, tim's not here Tim's do we take a stab at identifying Go what for we're talking it. do it about? do it what in the heck is a red flag stephanie so when we're talking about red flags with clients what we mean by that is these little warning signs that you get uh that you can explain them all away you could say like well it'll be fine it'll be fine but if you start to learn to really identify how dangerous they become and how just how miserable they could make your life the clients that it that demonstrate these certain traits or have these certain habits or things that they do that we can be on the lookout for, then you can know how to more carefully choose the people that you work with and make your life a lot less stressful. Boom. Tim, you <laughs> lost your job, buddy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Never. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I have some stories and stuff too, and I would probably take away one of y'all's best ones. So no, you wouldn't hit us. I'll let y'all take away mine. Here, here's go, the David. first red. No, go. The first red flag that I'm going to tell you right now. If you get this, if they start haggling with you on price, if they do not, if they're like, "Well, I can get it cheaper over here," or "I was quoted this." I'm going to tell you right now, you need to move in a different direction. You're going to have nothing but issues. A customer that is, is focused only on the cost of the project really doesn't understand the value of the project. And they're never going to uh, be able to see it no matter how good of a job you do. And I'm telling you, they're going to be a, uh, just a, a pain in the neck client. And they're going to be hard to deal with. Unfortunately, if you're new in web design and a lot of I know we have a lot of new um, web designers who watch Divi chat and listen and are in the Facebook groups and stuff. Um, you got to take what you got to take. So you're going to you're going to take some lumps and, and you're probably going to learn this one. But if they if they really, really try to take you down on price and and really beat you up and stuff, it's it's not going to be a fun client. It's going to be a hard client. So. Red flag number one, if they don't respect and value your price, it's okay for them to say no, but if they try to convince you why your price is wrong and not good and, you know. Tell you about all the people that could do it better. Yeah, I would, I would gracefully allow them to, to hire one of those other people mm -hmm. for the cheaper price. So I think the one with that, like both, like you say, for new people, they're not going to have a lot of choice. Like, and probably for all of these red flags, like when you're starting out, you might have to take all the red flags. Like that's just kind of your job for the first couple of years right. is taking all the red flags and just putting up with all of the crap. Because but, you need the clients, you need the money, that's you right. need the portfolio. You got. But as like soon as you have the ability to say no to someone, I think there is a difference between people um, haggling on price and people saying, I can't afford that. And yes. I think it's okay for someone to say, I can't afford that. Like that is more than what I have. Um, and I think when I have people who come to me like that, you've got a couple of options. And I think you can see the difference between when someone says to you, whoa, that's too expensive. Like I'm getting all these other prices. Then just say to them, I'm not the right person for you. Like feel free to go over to them. But if someone says to you, I really want to work with you, but I don't have that much money. I've like, maybe you quoted them. I don't know. Maybe you quoted them a thousand dollars and instead they say, I've only got $800. Well, 
what you can talk to them about is, okay, well, our options are that we can reduce the scope. So is there something that we could leave out of this particular project that you're asking us to do that we could leave out this time and we'll come back to it later. And that way we can bring the cost down. The other option that you can talk to people about is you can say, okay, well, would it work if I gave you a payment plan? Like, is it possible that we could spread the cost out of over six months or over a year? If we were able to spread that cost over and maybe you pay 30% upfront and then we spread the rest out over a year, if you set up automatic transactions, like, what do you think about that? And that'll be a way for you to kind of work out, is this a red flag? Are they really those kind of people that don't value you and are just trying to get a cheaper price? Or is it something where they're willing to reduce the scope and they're like, yep, that's totally fine. Like, let's just like cut out the connection to MailChimp for now and we'll add that in later or whatever it is. Um, and then, or let's reduce the amount of pages and then later we'll add them or else they're willing to pay you over a year. And you know, no, these guys are genuine. It's just that they don't have the cash right now. They're a good client and they're going to be a good client, but I'm going to need to manage them different. So let's set up this auto transaction for a year and maybe going on with them, you offer them monthly payments for their maintenance plan or whatever it is. And they're going to be an amazing client. So don't just like chuck someone out because they say, I can't afford your price. Yeah. Um, just kind of do a few tests to make sure it is that sure. they're just being stupid. Sarah is a solutions person. You know, you got David here who's <laughs> complaining like, about out. this. And Sarah, <laughs> Sarah's got solutions that I, I actually really appreciate what you were saying there. Because I think there is ways to be creative with people um, yeah. in that situation. But I am really reluctant when I hear things like, uh, you know, I got champagne taste and a beer budget. Because yeah. that, that generally... They want you to build out Apple's website for 500 bucks is what they want yeah. you to do. And there's hundreds of pages. You can't do that, Josh? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll hire you to do it. And then I'll, okay. I'll just take a commission on it. <laughs> but the, that's, yeah, that's kind of the, the tension point in there. But thinking of creative ways to help people out. Another solution kind of side along that that I've done in the past is use the initial build out as kind of a loss leader for ongoing maintenance uh, projects where I might Can you explain charge, that? Yeah, I might charge less for the site, but get them into a year long contract that will end up making me way more than the sites build out would have cost me initially because they stay stay for say a, a $200 residual uh, payment over the life of it and so the build out they might give me an upfront kind of um up upfront fee that's a little bit more and then they'll get on a monthly plan and kind of pay that out so that's another way that you can kind of approach that if you have a maintenance service and getting them on those long-term payouts stephanie says to... i'm not charging enough <laughs> no i have a monthly i call it a monthly website lease or I'll oh, lease yeah. you a website. So you don't own it. You don't own it for the year. And if you want to ah, yeah. keep going, you can keep going. If you want to leave, you got to buy it out like a car. So, uh, um, oh man, I, I think you need to tell us more about smart. this. Cause that sounds, that's, awesome. that's, we'll, we'll talk about that. I don't think enough week. people know about it. So yeah. <laughs> what's another red flag? We talked yeah, about well, one and along the payments, yeah. the pricing is like, I was thinking about red flags before this. And I was just like, all the things I could think about were, payment related like this one <laughs> i'll give you a share of the profits from the <laughs> website <laughs> once you build it and you'll make way more money in the long run hey yeah don't you I know that that I am? company that. don't you, you know never had that? Am? Yeah. oh absolutely we've had it like if you're gonna build it that good then you should trust in your website yeah. it'll make a lot of money <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, no, no, I would, I would not be saying yes. Jake said, "Bye." Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I, I, it's been a long time since I've heard some of these. So, um, a yeah. lot of them were in the first probably couple of years, you know, of of well, that's dealing with kind of when they stuff. happen, right? Because you haven't yeah. learned yet, and even like with the pricing thing, it takes a little bit of experience to get to the point where you can identify like, is this Somebody that's yeah. going to be a huge pain in my butt, or is it just somebody who truly just doesn't have the cash flow to pay for this right now? Mm -hmm. right. You know, so 
Another, yeah. another Miro, one. Miro in the chat says, uh, anybody who wants to work with WP Bakery is his red flag. <laughs> He's had some WP Bakery nightmares lately. Yeah. So oh, that's man. his biggest red flag at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'll totally see. on board with that. If I if I look in the back end of a website and it's WP Bakery, I'll just say, look, I'm not the right person for you. Or honestly, if a lot of Envato theme um, mm. themes, if I get in there and I have a look at it, like I'm happy to give you an assessment. I'm happy to like maybe speed up a few things, like if someone needs help with that. But then in terms of an ongoing maintenance contract, heck no. If you're willing to rebuild in something that's not going to fail every time we update, yep, I'm on board. But otherwise, <laughs> like, honestly, I think uh, uh, if someone is coming with an existing website, there are definitely things that I will not take you on as a maintenance client. And one of them is if you have something like using Bakery Builder, heck no, I'm out. Or Visual Composer, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> no, not the right this, person. This one might be a little bit too far down the road. Um, but it starts piquing my concerns is uh, when somebody asks, hey, can you change that real quick? The real like quick? If, yeah, the real quick the real line quick where it's just like, total oh, that red just flag. looks like a, a really small thing there that you got to do. Mm -hmm. Could you just really, could you quickly fix that? And it's it just shows that there's like a, a lack of understanding of the complexity of the yeah. site and what you're doing. Uh, that, al that one always gets me. Uh, yeah, could you could you add bit. that WooCommerce plugin real quick for real me quick. over there? Yeah, <laughs> e easy easy doesn't always equate to real quick. Just because yeah. I can do it doesn't mean that it it's uh, fast. So remember, and I think and along maybe, with no, go ahead, uh, Sarah. I think along with that comes if someone is asking for a build. Like I think this will lead into one of those ones is if they come and they say, "Look, I need the site up in the next three weeks," or "I need the site up in the next four weeks." This thing has just come, and again, it's one of those ones you need to. I think with every red flag, you've got to kind of test it. You've got to work out mm. is it really a red flag or is it legitimately just circumstances. But if someone comes to you and says, "Look, we really need this new website up. It has to be done in the next four weeks." Um, can you do that for us? For me, that is a red flag. Partly, sometimes it's naivety. So sometimes they just don't realize. And when you say to them, look, it's going to take longer than that because we want to do a really good quality job. And to do a really good quality job, it's going to take us six weeks or it's going to take us eight weeks to do the job that you want at the end of this. Are you willing to wait that long or not? And sometimes they'll be like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, we just wanted it done really fast. Um, but sometimes they're just like, no, nah, we need it done like straight away. And for me, those are the red flags, partly because, yeah, maybe it is money that's going to come in really fast. And if you can achieve it, great. If you don't have anything on right now, great, like go for it. But for me, it's a red flag because it makes me feel like, okay, they expect things to be done really, really fast. They probably still want the quality as if we were taking two months. Um, it's going to put massive pressure on me and ongoing, they're going to be the kind of people that are going to be like, well, I know you can get things done real fast. Oh, so, yeah. you know, they're going to be the people that ongoing, you're going to have those feelings. And I think some of these red flags are about working out, not just, well, could I do it? Like, and can I put up with it for the next week or whatever the time frame is that you're putting up with whatever this red flag is? But the question is, is this someone you want to build a relationship with ongoing? And like, if someone is saying, can you get this website done really fast? Yeah, maybe you can. And maybe you can put up with the stress that's going to come for the next whatever time to do that. But ongoing, they're going to have a relationship with you and they're going to keep coming to you and keep on expecting things to be done really fast. So either you are going to have to suck it up and put up with it. Or you're going to have to say, look, I can on this occasion, but in the future and set it up really fast in the future. When you come to me, there is going to be this time frame, or somehow like getting ahead of the red flag so that they still have an out before you've even started working with each other. I think Problem solver. we can be too scared to tell them the truth sometimes. And like, sometimes it's about being able to say to someone, look, the time frame you are giving me is unrealistic or really crazy I'm gonna to have to hire someone to help me achieve this I will do this on this circumstance but what I need you to know is that it's going to cost you more and secondly in the future it's going to take longer so that you're kind of if you're choosing to take this red flag on you're also being really really honest about 
what that's going to mean moving forward. So they don't get set up with false expectations and then later get really pissed off at you because they're thinking, well, you did it really fast the first time. Why are you taking so long to do anything else in this, like, next time? At least you've kind of prepared them. Like, this is out of the ordinary. Usually it doesn't go like this. How about... Um... How well, about hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to add to her real quick. Just a quick oh, okay. solution sure. added on to Sarah's thing here. Uh-huh. If you do decide to take on that type of project, absolutely charge more and, more importantly, get more money up front uh, than you normally do. Uh, I wouldn't take less than a 75% deposit on a rush job like wow. that. That way, if they do for whatever reason, blow out and stuff. Hey, yeah, I'm clearing my calendar. I'm doing this. No problem. We'll take on this project for you, but we're going to need 75% up front and stuff. And you'll find out really fast how serious they are and stuff if they want to get it's it It's a good thought. Too. And so. how many times have you had someone come to you and say, it's a rush job. I need it done in the next six weeks yeah. or whatever. I need to start right now. And then they hold up on giving you the content. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. And you're okay, like, we could do it. Send me your stuff. I oh, put I everything <laughs> off for this job. And now you've yeah. just bugged it off. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Stephanie? I was going to totally switch to another flag. Yeah, uh, go ahead. I think how we about, should throw out as many red flags as we can. How about the family flags? So like, <laughs> well, my nephew <laughs> yeah, can design as websites. a WordPress developer. Yeah. Yeah. My nephew <laughs> knows a lot about computers or my favorite. The, I think the worst family flag is, well, my mom looked at this design and she said, <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Man. they go to the family, the wife, the mom. I've or never the gotten like, a mom card, but that was. I've got the mom, but I've got the wife. Definitely. I've gotten the nephew. The wife, I've got my cousin. The cousin my or the nephew, nephew that knows that knows a lot about computers. Yeah. <laughs> or just is really good at design. I think sometimes that one is the hardest thing because you can be working with the client and they're really happy with the design, and then they show it to this person, whoever they are. And then all of a sudden you get all this negative feedback back and you're thinking we had something really good going. And all of a sudden we're now getting this third party opinion and all of a sudden like, and you can't even relate to that person. You can't explain to that person your thinking, the reasoning, right. none of that stuff. You're just getting like this external information. So sometimes those yeah. come out of the blue and you, you just can't see them yeah. coming and they're a disaster. But sometimes like uh, the thing that I try and do to head off things like that uh, is the um, Batman in the room line. I think it's a Troy Dean thing where he says Batman needs to be in the room. He says, e right. if like Robin should be in the room too, but like if it's just Robin, he's going to have to go and explain it all to Batman afterwards anyway. So like Batman has to be in the room. And <laughs> I love that yeah. because it's like, so anybody who is a key decision maker, like you have to identify up front with the client, who are the mm -hmm. stakeholders, who are the key decision yeah. makers who, and who is the point person? Like you can't yeah. have design by committee. You if you if you start to sense that there's multiple people involved, you have yeah. to get like somebody nominated as a decision maker. And that sometimes even doing all that fails. I had a project where yeah. I went through this with them because there was about five owners of a company and then we were doing a rebrand and website, and all this, like a big project. And I said, we have to have a decision maker. So they picked who the decision maker was and turns out she was a minor owner. And so anything she decided, they would override her. <laughs> so it, that completely failed too. The whole project tanked. But, um, but there was a lot of other issues going on there. But for the most part, if you explain to them, you know, that you have to have a point person that gets to yeah. make the decisions. And then um, like when there are things that are a process like designing a logo or going through a marketing strategy or ideal customer personas or whatever it is, things that are a process, uh, designing the website, kind of the, the structure of it, that process is important for everybody to be a part of. Because if you just show up at the end, you don't have the process, to, like the context of how all the decisions were made. So that's why those things can be so brutal. But and you, yep. you can never beat mom. Like mom always trumps everybody. So <laughs> it's a, it's a yes. lose when that comes out. When mom comes out, it's a, it's over.
the one tip I have, if you end up having that kind of circumstance, it's come across like you didn't know it at the beginning and you find it out as you're going. Um, If you're handing over design information to people, like if you're kind of showing them a first look at stuff, I really like to make a loom video for people Uh because you can talk through your thinking and then potentially they won't necessarily, but potentially they could then show that video to whoever is also a part of looking at it and maybe they can get some of the thinking behind things which might help to guide them as if you were with them it's not as good but you know sometimes you're just there and you've got to just wade through it I know and controlling the the revisions it's tough to do but if you establish at the beginning how many revisions they get and what the revision stages involve like a major vision versus a minor one, you know, if you can kind of break that down at the beginning and explain to them, even then sometimes it can still go off the rails. But if you, you have to keep using your language though, like, okay, we're ready for your first round of major revisions. And then like, when you come back and say like, okay, now you can make your minor tweaks, little last minute, this is our final round. You know, like you have to use it in your language that you've been saying all along to keep them on board, but yeah, still Josh, I want to hear another one of yours. Oh, geez. Actually, I, <laughs> you were talking about the decision maker thing and that was where my mind was going to that whole time. I think there's been a lot of times and that, that follows such, uh, it follows along the marketing conversation so much as well and print and design and every element. This isn't just web stuff you're talking about when you go that route. And you think sometimes right. you think you're in the room with the right person because they're the one who called you or, or got you the, the role and you get all the way through to the end and about three other people jump onto the, yeah. into the room and there's all these different things that come up. And it's such uh, a challenging thing because some of that stuff is very uh, subjective, like the opinions that come along inside of that are subjective. I don't like it but they can't explain why they just don't like how something looks. So I, I agree with you on that line, but I, I, um, yeah, I was kind of enamored with what you were saying, to be honest, <laughs> when you were I was like thinking about that. Yeah. I'm Thank sorry. You. I'll, I'll think right. of another one real quick spot. though. Yeah, I think, no um, I think there's one around communication. Like if someone calls me, firstly, if they call me, like it's almost a mini red flag because I'm kind of like, oh, are you going to be one of those people that only ever wants to talk on the phone, like all the time? That I find challenging. I would much prefer to deal by email. So, you know, I'm more than happy to talk to you on the phone. I am more than happy to come meet with you the first time that we meet. But if you want to set up meetings where we have to meet in person regularly, or if you want to be able to call me every day because, oh, this thing is going wrong and you're not willing to send me an email, that is a massive red flag for me. This may not be the case for you. And I think it's one of those things where red flags are different for everyone, right? But the way I like to work is I like stuff in emails because then it is in my inbox. I see it. I have to deal with it. So if for me, it means I don't forget you. Like it's not even a terrible thing. It's more just the fact that I can deal with it when I'm ready to deal with it, when my head is clear, when I'm not focused on something else. If you call me, I have to interrupt what I'm doing, interrupt my flow, talk to you, then write it down somewhere, make sure that I don't forget to do it and then go back and do it. And for me, I don't like that workflow, but for some people, they just want to talk to you on the phone. They just want to meet you in person and maybe that's okay. But for me, that's not going to be a great relationship because I'm going to feel irked every time you call me because now I have to decide, do I answer the call? Do I not answer the call? I have to call you back later. All of that stuff. For me, that's a red flag of, I don't know that we're going to be a great fit together. I think you'd be better with someone else who is happy to come meet with you for a coffee like once a month or is happy to answer your phone calls every day and have a big chat about everything. There are definitely some people who aren't email people and occasionally it's okay and it works fine. But I think it's one of those ones that for me, early on if they're showing those signs of they want to have a lot of communication a lot of emails or even they want to start texting you like for me that stuff is I need to make a decision and occasionally I'll make the wrong decision occasionally I'll wipe someone out for no reason and I shouldn't have 
but sometimes along the way, I just have to reset those boundaries. Um, occasionally, I'll reset the boundaries by not answering their call. And inevitably, they'll send me an email straight away anyway. And they just learn, oh, she probably answers emails more than she answers phone calls. Um, sometimes it will be one of those things where I have to say, look, I'd prefer if we just keep things via email because then it makes it to my to-do list easier. Um, and I won't forget to do the thing you asked me to do. So yeah. if you've already had, say, a texting relationship because you knew them previously, you know, just kind of setting up those boundaries rather than kind of being pissed off about this thing that's happening, that can be all right. But for me, it's a red flag, just working out what kind of communication style do they have? Are they going to send me 500 whatevers? Um, that is definitely a red flag that I either have to make a choice. I don't know that I'm going to fit well with you and I'm just going to be pissed off all the time or let's set up these boundaries real hard so that yeah. you work with me in the way that is going to work and I'm not going to feel pissed off. Therefore, I'm going to do better work for you. That, that was where my head was uh, in communication was one of the spots where I was at right before Stephanie, when you were Gosh, you don't get to just keep saying, not, I know, saying. I know I get to, I get to because the smarter people in the room are saying everything. So I got to no, but it's, it's actually cheating. the flip side of that, which is they don't communicate. Oh, so yeah. communication all of a sudden dries up. If yeah. they stop responding, that's, that's a scary, a scary thing, especially if yeah. one of the parameters you set, was for them to send over a bunch of details or logo packages or things that they already, the assets they already have created that you're supposed to be using for the website mm -hmm. and uh, rolling even further back to the deadline stuff. Um, they, they have a really hard deadline, but nobody's responding with assets and you're, and you're constantly trying to um, communicate, which to me is a big part of a business on the overarching scale is how much are you willing to, to put in and kind of a lot of people show a lot of grace to people who communicate as long as you're able to to let them know where you're at in the process what hang-ups came along what things but if they stop communicating and they're supposed to be delivering something to you that's a huge huge red flag yeah and I think that's where it comes in that you need to make sure you've got your payment plans kind of set up well right like making sure that you've got enough money to cover the work that you've done along the way and towards the end, you know, that's definitely a risky time where potentially you've done almost everything and then they're not ready to make that final payment because they haven't given you the final content. Um, so that's definitely a risky part, but you can at least manage the first part of it. You can at least manage to get yourself a deposit, maybe a middle payment, um, and then, you know, you've just got the last one and try and make the last one a smaller one rather than a really big chunked one. Yeah, or if you're David, you get the 75% up. <laughs> hey, man. That's right. Hey, look, communication's hugely important, and that is going to be yeah. a big red flag indicator on all levels. Um, it was one of, my, one of mine on my list, um, especially in the beginning when you're first. I think most when I heard the topic red flags and stuff, it's not so much post got the client. It's in that initial process of yeah, yeah. assessing yeah. whether or not y'all are going to work together and, and you're going to be a good fit and stuff. And, and Stephanie and Josh are both 100% correct. Communication's important. If they're not yeah. communicating well with you in the beginning, when they're trying to hire you, yeah, it's probably not going to be a good fit and stuff. So yeah. money, you know, respect, value, you know, also your time. To me, yeah. that's a huge red flag when, when, clients don't respect your time in this day yeah. and age we're so connected we're connected 24 7 you know and people have access to us seven days a week 365 days a year whether it's holidays weekends nights and and i've had clients send text messages at 10 o'clock at night and stuff and you know yeah. what that's just not okay and that that speaks you were to, already eating your chicken pot pie watching I was, Wheel of Fortune. I was halfway halfway through that chicken pot pie. Um, <laughs> I think um, you know that that is a huge red flag as far as respect and just boundaries. Yeah. You know, that's that's a client that basically has no boundaries, you know. Um, you know, they're gonna typical most people are gonna try to contact you Monday through Friday in 
and common work hours. You know, it may have extended since we've all been connected as much as we are yeah. connected now. So it's not uncommon to get messages up to like 6, 7 p.m. in the evening. And that is 18 and um, 1900 <laughs> hours for you, <laughs> European and everybody else. But I, I think if as long as they are okay with you not responding to the next day, like I definitely yeah. have clients who that's when they're able to work. They've got like little kids or whatever. And they might send you an email or even a message, like if you're needing to message for some reason, they might send it. But usually they will like start it by saying, hey, just sending this through for you tomorrow. Or, you know, they're usually quite understanding. So as long as there is that like understanding that they are setting it out of business hours and they understand that you won't get to this till tomorrow, then I think that's fine um, for them to be able to sending it. And it is that thing where potentially you can teach them. Maybe they're just not used to the fact that people don't reply. You can, you can say to them, I just, I work during business hours. So, you know, this is going to get a lot of, a lot of us have weird. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, David. No. I was just going to say Miro makes a comment. He lets them know that he has a family, doesn't work weekends. He says that usually nips it in the bud, but go ahead, Stephanie. So I can be a little inconsistent with my hours. Sometimes I work late into the evening and things like that. And so the the trouble with all this is you, if we want clients to respect our time, we have to show them what we expect. You have to train them kind of. So if I answer, if I answer texts at nine o'clock at night, or if I let people text me, or if I do whatever, I don't have the right to get annoyed if they do it again, you know? So it's, it's a little bit like what you were saying, Sarah, but it's a bit of boundaries on our part too. So it's like, we can almost uh, like help them raise that red flag if we don't behave in a consistent manner and stick to what yeah. stick to what we've established from the beginning of a project. And sometimes you can get yourself in a position where, you know, like occasionally I have said to a client, hey, can you just text me that password because they can do it through iMessage. It's a more secure way of getting your password. And all of a sudden it's opened this gate, right? Yeah. This texting gate where then they're suddenly like, oh, I just thought I'd like text you this thing because it was just easier mm-hmm. than like sending an email. And in their mind, a text is an email, it's whatever. text gate like, scandal. No big deal. <laughs> but it's okay for you to say, oh, hey, I know we texted for that password, but I'd prefer to keep things in emails and use whatever excuse you need, right? Like it is a legitimate excuse to say, if stuff goes into my text and I read it, it disappears and I forget about it. So if you could send anything via email, it's better because it sits in my inbox until I deal with it. So I'm not going to forget to do it. So you can you can help them understand the reasoning. It's not that you're trying to be like a big cow about the fact that you don't want to receive text messages. It's just the fact that it is going to be better for everybody if stuff stays in email. I've got I've got a couple of thoughts. Um, Were you going to say what and she they're just not said, Josh? Piggy- no, they're not. They're not piggyback <laughs> thoughts. One might be too niche, though, and you can you can veer this off of this. So, I one is is um, kind of knowing your own core values ahead of time, yeah. Because there is a red flag, especially in the nonprofit space, is you got to know what you're willing to put your stamp on. Um, if the company or organization's core values don't align with your own, you can be put into a pretty bad situation down the road, even if it seems like a small thing. So kind of doing a lot of research around organizations that you're working with and going like, this is something I'm ready to champion because my name is now tagged. That adult (laughs) film client didn't work out. Yeah, it could be, it could be as, as big as that. I mean, I guess, but but even the, on the smaller side, I think there's been times where, um, like in in premise, I've thought, oh, this this looks pretty good, and then a few years later, I've been like, oh man, I really regret being a part of of that. Yeah. Um, but the one other question I was going to actually pose to you guys is if you have an a client onboarding process that's already laid out that you just start shooting out to people when they come on I know some people have done that with like forms um, like where they'll use Zapier to set up a whole process and then when people respond they send other stuff I don't because I don't because I think every client is different and because of red flags so like I've got my online form and probably this is a another topic for another day but 
I have my online form and it asks questions and those trigger flags for me. And so then I'm going to have a conversation with them, usually on the phone. I like to do it on the phone at that stage because I like to get a feel. And I don't think we've talked about now it yet. she wants phone calls. I know, just, <laughs> just the first one. Or a meeting, just the first time. Yeah, yeah. She's like, was... text me and set up a phone call and then never do it again. <laughs> so I think... I, there's no point to having like it automate at this point because I mean, maybe if you're a big company, you need it to go into some system so that they become a potential client and, you know, a lead and all that stuff. But if you're like a small business, for the most part, you're going to need to like weed out the crap. So you're going to need to talk to them and work out, is this actually the right person for me to be working with? Is this going to go well? Um, and so, yeah, I, I think it all needs to be custom. Every website is going to be different. So, yeah, I have a template of a bunch of emails that go out to people, but it has to be modified every single time. So it's never going to be able to automate. Um, but having said that, I have two other thoughts that you've, like, sparked me on. One is when you're talking to people, this red flag is a really hard one, right? But this is, like, you just get a feeling when you're talking to them that it feels not right. And I know this doesn't, like, there's nothing to 100% go on. For me, some of it is they're a little bit pushy. Like the way they talk to me just feels a little bit like particularly some men can talk to mm-hmm. me being a female in a particular way that is a little bit like uh, they want to be the boss of everything and in some ways they are the boss and I need to accept the fact that they are hiring me to do a job. But they don't have to treat me like a little minion and I think if I get that feeling in that first conversation or sometimes it could just be uh, uh, just like a feeling like they're gonna want to communicate all the time like they start like rattling (laughs) off all these thoughts and well I'm not really sure because I mean I've seen these other websites and they look like really fancy but then I've kind of thought maybe I want to go down this track and maybe I want to you know sometimes you just get these feelings and that (laughs) yes just breathe I think sometimes it's about when you talk to them or when you meet with them, you just get a feeling and that takes time. Like that's going to take you years and years of like if they don't laugh up, at my jokes. Yeah, they're out, right? We're done. Yeah. But sometimes it's just like I have learned over time there are certain things that when I talk to them the first time, I just think, hmm, I don't think this is going to be awesome. And you're taking a gamble, right? And the amount of times that I have had that feeling and then thought, "Mm, I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be all right. I I swear every time it's not, like every time. And it's not that it's this massive disaster, but in the end, it's one of those things where I get to the point where I don't enjoy the job. I don't really feel like it was worth the money. Like it's been a lot of hard work and I just feel like it's one of those things that over time you will learn those little cues that probably you can't even quantify, but over time you'll kind of go, you know what, I think I'm going to pass on this one and I've never regretted passing on a job because I had one of those little tingly feelings. That's called your intuition. Women call it intuition. Men call it a gut feeling. There's There's a book about intuition it's called um the gift of fear no the gift of fear it's such a fascinating book it's well off topic for today's chat but it's it's a super interesting book about how you with so many times we don't listen to it and it's like it's like a radio station that, that you have to tune into and like pay attention to these these feelings and like it it's more based on people being like attacked and you know crimes and things like that more so than red flag clients but it's all the same concept that like it's so easy to write off those feelings because there's nothing tangible about them there's no like you can't say like oh he doesn't have the money like he could have on paper said all the right things that client but you just you have that sense that like that he's not going to be a good fit for you and that's what we have to learn to trust and a lot of it does again come with experience but just as human beings just working on trusting those instincts also can be a yeah. really good thing to do yeah, i think sometimes uh especially as a small small agency or a freelancer or whatever it is there's there's a a part of us that cares a lot about what we do 
when you start adding people that are just nine to five, they don't care as much about their work. They don't, they might just be trying to get the paycheck, but when you care a lot about people, it's hard to disconnect yourself from the work. You don't just want to finish the project. You want the person to be happy at the end of it. And that's, that's where I've ran into a lot of my own struggles in the past was when I just cared so much about, about doing it right. That I was almost to the point of going, just like, I'm just going to walk away from this, even though I have invested so many hours into this project because, uh, because I want them happy, you know, and that, that part of it, I think something that's goes along, um, along the line of that, those feelings that you might, those gut feelings you have ahead of time, are you able to disassociate from caring <laughs> when the project, when they're not happy and you've delivered on everything they've asked for, and maybe they just didn't even know what they wanted? Are you able to, to release that to the world and just go, well, this is what I did what you wanted. And I'm sorry you're not happy with it, but there's also a piece of us that's just going like, man, I really care and I love what I do so much that I want it to be good and excellent. And I don't that's know if that was a little rabbit tail and tangent. No, it's like uh, sometimes the client's okay and we're the ones with the red flags. Like we're yeah. the ones bringing the flags into the equation where we've got to like recognize these inclinations that we have. Or I think that's okay that though, right? Coming up. Well, I think wait, it's which? about knowing it and being upfront with it. Like being able to say yeah. to someone, like, I get the feeling that maybe you might be looking for this particular thing. And I just want you to know upfront, I don't do that. So it mm -hmm. may be that we're not a really good fit for each other. So it's not just that mm -hmm. you're saying you're not a good fit for me. It could be you right. coming into the job and saying, I don't think I'm, I'm the right fit, fit for, you. for you, for what you're looking for. I think what you're looking for I am going to cause you more problems than it's worth. So I think maybe we should look at you finding an alternative. Yeah. And I mean, it's going to save everybody, right? Everybody's going to be happier. They're probably even going to be happier about the fact that you were up front and the fact that you then recommended someone else that they could work with. It's not that they're a horrible client. It's just that you can recognize straight right. away, hold on, we are not going to mesh well, but yeah. I reckon you'd be great with this other person. So why don't yeah, you- Yeah, I actually have a- I have a list of people that I keep on hand that I go, here's a whole list of people you can get quotes from that are just yeah. not me. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just, and they're, they're my friends. They're people I trust I've worked with in the past, but I, I personally am probably not going to be the right uh, yeah. person in this case. So just being, it, it goes a long way to, to those other relationships you have as well yeah. when you start passing them work. Does. Yeah, so one of the red flags that I was thinking of, which bounced off one of your ones earlier, Josh, so I'm giving it back to you now, um, is <laughs> the fact that if someone comes to you and they say, like, either it's the type of website that it is, so talking about the values type stuff, it also comes down to what are you happy to promote on your own website? So every job that you do is building your portfolio. And early on, you just need money, right? Like you just do every website. There were websites I did early on that I am so not proud of. I would never have told right. anyone, but it was money. It was me growing. But every website you do is building your portfolio. And I think it's worth asking yourself the question. And yes, it's a privileged position to be in, but as it comes in, is this something I'm going to be proud of? Is this something that I'm going to be happily telling the world that I did? If it's not, that is a bit of a red flag for me. Maybe you have to do it because you need the money and it's COVID and you take whatever the hell you mm -hmm. can get. But if you are not in that position and you're able to say, you know what, I'm really not going to be very proud of it. Maybe it's not against your values, but you just kind of feel like, I'm just going to hate it. Or maybe they come to you and they say, like I asked the question, what's three websites that you really like the style of, like that you're kind of looking for because it's yep. going to help me price it. But also what it's going to help me do is work out, am I going to like working on this job? Am I going to be proud of it? Am I going to want to put it on my portfolio? If I'm not going to want to put it on my portfolio and tell people about it, that's a mini red flag. No, they're not a horrible client. No, it's not that I'm not willing to do it if I don't have the money, like the, the work and I need the money. But for me, if I do have the work and I don't necessarily need it, if it's not going to look good on my portfolio and I'm not going to enjoy working on it because I hate that style or it's the kind of work I never want to get again, that's a red flag because it just makes me go, you know what, like either I'm going to need to charge more because I can't tell anybody that I did it 
or I'm going to have to suck it up and do it because I really need the money. But if I can get away with in those moments going, you know what, I'm going to feel, I know this sounds super, I don't know what it sounds like, but if I'm going to feel irked and like I don't enjoy the work, I'm not going to do a good job and they're not going to get a good result in the end. So if I'm going to feel begrudgingly every time I come to my computer because I'm working on this site and I hate what it looks like and it's not my style and I'm not going to promote it, I'm going to hate life. They're going to get a poor result. Like it's not a good win for anybody. But it is a privileged position to be able to see that as a red flag and actually take it. But I think it's worth kind of at least monitoring. Have you ever pushed your price up really high and they accept it and then you're still? <laughs> I've done, I've done you're like, that give them the, the say no <laughs> yeah. price. Yeah, well, like, this is it. Yeah, we did a um I did a test a few years back um where I just kept raising it and Corey was like, dude, what are you doing? You can't charge ten thousand dollars for a five page brochure site. I'm like, Sure, I can. We'll see Watch if they me. take it or not. And, <laughs> and and I was blown away at how many people said yes, which taught me a big valuable lesson about a lesson about don't judge what you think people are willing to pay for something. Right. You know, based on your own experience. It was it also was shows crazy. your masterful sales skills. Though. That wasn't That's sales. Right. I was trying to run them off. I was like, look, we're busy. We got way too much. <laughs> oh, well, the, the we're busy is right. a good one, too. If you want to, if you want to look, oh, yeah. it, Leslie Bernal, who's I know Ivy Chat original. She was the uh, the OG. She was the original. The, I'm too busy. Gangster of her whole contact page was do not message me. I'm not taking on any new clients. Leave me alone. And she had more work than she could shake a stick at because everybody and their grandma wanted to work with her. You know, it was unbelievable. So, yeah. yeah. I so thought that, of I thought of another flag, you guys. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hit us. Hit us. Um, we're starting the X of Y. What, okay, so this is the setup for yeah, it. It's yeah. we've got we're, the Uber of pet care, or we're gonna be the <laughs> Netflix of makeup tutorials, or whatever it is. If they say we're the X of Y, get out. Like <laughs> they can't afford you. They don't have a clue what either any of those things are. That's funny. Or you take a hundred percent up front, and then you- <laughs> yeah, those are also the ones that are typically paired with the and can you do it for five hundred dollars yeah yeah yeah. as soon as you tell them a realistic price they usually head off on their merry little way i know because as soon as you say like the netflix of or the uber of or the apple of or whatever it is it's like we're into we're into five high five digits moving you know (laughs) i had someone come to me and say like we want to make something a little bit like ebay but I'm just like, no, like, nope, no, I gotta go. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> what? So how many of y'all have actually had clients that have pitched you that type of stuff? We're, we're going to be so big. It's mm-hmm. going to be worth just being in your portfolio. You need to do the website for nothing. Because we're going to well, be so huge. The portfolio you're gonna get your web, money. The portfolio you're gonna get pitch. Your, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to get your money back tenfold because we're going to be so awesome. You know? that's- and that's, that's when you say, hey, I know a community college student that's really excited to put something <laughs> in his portfolio right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I actually, it's a kind of a good sales tactic is not for that example because you don't want them. But if there is someone who's saying it's a little bit expensive, sometimes it does work in your favor to say, look, I know someone who's cheaper than me. Like, I'm happy to give you their name. And often that, you know, either it'll proof in the pudding, right? It'll kind of make them go, yeah, great. I'll go for the cheaper person. Or it'll make them kind of go, oh, but I want it to be better. So I guess I'll pay your prices. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. you know, sometimes that can work in your favor. Heck yeah. Yep. Awesome. What else? What other red flags? Come on, Stephanie, you're on a roll, man. You got some I was, I know, but I was just messaging. I know you're using the Google over there. Are you using No, I was messaging in the chat because uh Eric Dingler had a client offer to trade him for it was an artist client. She offered to trade him a painting. (laughs) And well, look, I'll tell you right now, if they're good enough, I'll trade with them. (laughs) I feel a little bad because I referred her 
to him. And <laughs> after I did that, she tried to do the same thing to me. She tried to offer. Oh, me. Well, look, I'll tell you, let's talk about trade. This for is a like bit. last That's month. not necessarily a red flag if it's something that you need or you want. Yeah, it depends. There's value in it. Absolutely. Um, I mean, there's some artists down here at the local weekend artisan market that I would in a New York second. Some of their stuff is just original, stunning. It's a, it's incredible artwork. And who cares if they're not famous one day? It's beautiful. But I will tell you that don't. it's not necessarily a red flag if somebody wants to trade for services because mm -hmm. in my first couple of years, I traded for a, a new HVAC unit. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's $5,000 out of your pocket when yeah. you've got to pay for air conditioning and you can go trade a website for it. That's a huge deal. So there were a couple of really big, it things goes back to that for. whole same thing at the beginning of like, what's the motivation here? Is yeah. this really yeah. legit? You got to feel them out. Like, yeah. is, is there an actual value to you? And like disclaimer in the United States, even if you barter, you're technically supposed to report that to your, on your taxes. Oh yeah, absolutely. You have to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and in South Louisiana, which is where I started, it's hot in the summertime. You're going to need AC. You're going to need HVAC. That's what I did. I was like, man, this is like a 5,000. I, I, I literally went on Google and found the crappiest website for an AC company in Lafayette, Louisiana. Which well, was it was your like, idea, the trade. Yeah, absolutely. I went to it. And pitched it. You know. <laughs> they're on their they're on an hvac podcast right now being like if somebody tries to trade you yeah yeah don't. Red flag, red flag. <laughs> hey man i think their website i look every now and then at those early days which yeah it's kind of scary but uh -huh. a lot of them still there's websites are still up doing really well served good purpose and the yeah. value that they've gotten out of it has been you know definitely worth it for them so um i mean it, it wasn't near the, the marketing understanding or the knowledge that I have now today. Yeah. Um, but it still was, you know, better than having nothing, you know. Well, when you're, t you're you know. we talk value-based pricing all the time. So if there's value to you and there's value to them, right. yeah. then yeah, it can good. work. Yeah, but Eric, it still is a bit of a red flag when that's, if that's how they're offering yeah. to pay out of the gate. Yeah. Like that's still yeah. one of those like, okay, well. Yeah, you got to monitor it, right? Yeah. I thought of another red flag. Okay, hey. for me, and this will not be for everybody, but for me, if they say, I've got this other marketing person that I'm working with um, and we want to make this website or I've got, I'm working with an SEO company or I plan to work with an SEO company and I'd like to work with you. For me, I'll build your website, but I'm not doing maintenance. So it's more of a red flag around maintenance. But for me, I don't want to work with people who then are working with an SEO company because of my experience that the SEO company comes in, they start adding plugins to the website, which I don't know what they are. I think they're insecure or they come in and they start putting maps on every single page and they start adding pages <laughs> and they're really ugly. And I think, <laughs> holy cow, I don't want to be a part of this. So for me, or if they've got a marketing person that they're working with who is particularly opinionated and you won't know until you've worked with them, but I have worked with a marketing person in the past and every job has gone badly. And the reason is they're almost like the wife, right? Except they're the wife with a degree in marketing. And so all of a sudden, every time I put something forward and if they you, have you a different mean the opinion, mother. the mother, the, yeah, they're, they're like the, the mother on steroids, right? Because, yeah. because it's not just the, that, but they are going to listen to that person's opinion over my opinion. And so if we are coming and bringing different opinions, that's going to cause huge issues, which then I never win out. And it's just like this constant fight. So either one of those, if they have a third party person, like if they have the SEO person, I will build the site but I won't offer maintenance. If they have a marketing person, I probably will say no, to be honest, unless I've worked with that person or unless I get a really good feel that that person has a similar vibe to me or, you know, approaches things in a similar way. But both of those things are really big red flags for me. And I think it's okay to see a red flag for ongoing 
but you're willing to build the site. So I, but I think what you just need to do is upfront kind of say to them, like say they have the SEO company or whatever, or they're planning on doing that kind of thing, saying right up front, I'm more than happy to work with you, no issues, happy to build the website. Um, I won't be offering a maintenance plan on this one because I just, it gets a little bit tricky once you start working with other people in that manner. Or sometimes I will say, if you host with my hosting company on your own hosting plan, I will run the updates for you and the backups. I will not, um, I will not uh, ensure security because they're likely to add plugins that I don't have control over. But I'll run the updates for you. I'll run backups. So you can like have like a mini maintenance plan with them where, it, you know, you're kind of doing some of the stuff. But I think it's just recognizing, you know you what, don't... I don't want this website on my hosting. I don't want anything to do with it. But I'm willing to build your website. No worries. So I think you know what you, you could know. do. You could just send it to Focus WP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've got a there's there's a attention to with WordPress specifically that that's kind of the early days selling point is like I'm going to build you this site and then you're going to be able to make changes and updates and you won't have to have a uh, webmaster. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's like, this is, and I air quoted yep. if you're listening to this, because I don't know that that's mm -hmm. actually a term anymore, but like the webmaster idea of, mm -hmm. of going like, we're, I'm not turning the, or I'm, I'm able to turn this over to you and you're able to blog. And so you kind of have to define your parameters of when, of what you're, are you willing only to allow them to make posts? Are they also allowed to add pages? Are they allowed to add to existing pages? I built an e-commerce site one time and went back onto the e-commerce site within like uh gosh within a few weeks and this was when when hero images were like the thing right like there still are but but it was the sliding carousel mm -hmm. hero images that are kind of going around and every one of the images had been switched out for <laughs> for like one that was put together with with uh um clip art i was so oh. mad i was so mad because talk about linking to that in your portfolio yeah, right and yeah. you, you're not using a screenshot anymore it's actually linked and people click on it and they're like oh i don't want nothing to do with this guy's work <laughs> mm -hmm. i'm like oh i had to pull it down and find the um the uh screenshots that i had yeah. and Re, kind of rearrange that but yeah when determining that and that's that's kind of the plus and minus uh, downside of working with an open source thing like wordpress or even divi when we kind of know man this streamlines my process they get into it they can really quickly break or change things <laughs> that's a mess sometimes that can be like almost like the green flag right where you talk to a client and they just say, look, I don't want to touch it. I just want you to build it. I want yes. you to maintain it. I'll send you through a few changes every now and then. That's like a green flag. Yes. And then potentially they might say, look, all I want to do is change the text. So I just want to be able to update the words on my website occasionally. And then that's it. That is a green flag. So I think sometimes, I know we're not talking about green flags. I know we're wrapping up in a second, but I think there's something about recognizing, you know what, this is going to be the gold stand client yes. and I want to work with this person. Sometimes it's about looking for that stuff as well as I want to be able to update every single thing on my website. And once you've built it, I'm just like going to go to town. Maybe you build it and then you say, off on your merry way. And you know, mm -hmm. you're not going to put it on your portfolio. Or you take a screenshot, you put the screenshot on your portfolio and say, this is what it looked like when I made it live. And yes. then you don't have a link. Like, yeah. you know, you can One of these days the I'm going to have a portfolio. <laughs> hey, Stephanie. And I, Divi, Divi huh, makes it too. easy. Yeah. Too. <laughs> Divi know. makes it easy to set up a portfolio. In case I you know, but you got to write all that stuff. <laughs> Well, as Sarah alluded to, we have blown past our hour. Today's been a fun one. You know, some of the topics that you get to talk about and that we cover on um, Divi Chat are fun and, and kind of funny and stuff. And, you know, red flags from, from clients can def definitely fell into that category for me. Uh, if you have any red flags that we didn't touch on that are just a red flag that you absolutely think our audience needs to hear, 
head on over to YouTube or Divi.chat, our website, comment, leave a comment on the post itself, or head on over to YouTube, leave a comment there or Facebook, any of the socials. And we would love to hear what your absolute, this is a red flag, run the other direction um, if you can. So next week, we've got another great topic. I have no clue what it is. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> so you should come and tell everybody to come and listen yeah. to yeah. next week's episode. And don't forget, tell if you you're on the eastern side of Australia, 8 a.m. Yeah. Oh, I've got to remember that for the social text week, yeah. <laughs> it's not all uh, of Australia, though. It's only the eastern oh. part. So it starts getting oh, real goodness confusing. Get, get oh, for goodness sakes. Oh, my goodness. Stephanie. <laughs> Just say right. Sydney time. Sydney time I do. is 8 a.m. I do. Well, okay, all right. I want to I say thank you to all of the people who joined us live on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we're sorry if we don't answer on Facebook. We're used to, we've been on YouTube for years and that's kind of where we tend to hang out with all of our friends and stuff. So uh, we're not ignoring you, but we are. We're over on YouTube. Come hang out. I mean, come over where the cool kids and are. Where, where's the place where they can give a review, Stephanie? Ratethispodcast.com slash DiviChat. And that Boom. will open up wherever you listen. It'll open yeah. up and those only, those links on your device. It only accepts um, five star reviews. Five stars. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're thinking about anything That's less not than a five true. star, don't even open up those podcast apps because you don't need to because it won't accept. <laughs> so only five star reviews, <laughs> preferably. Uh, yeah. And thanks to right. Pablito as always for holding it yeah. down in the chat. Holding it yep. down in the chat. And Making Josh, sure everybody behaves. Us, I know. Yeah, it was nice having you, Josh. It's a great joy. It's a great yeah. joy. Why did that sound sarcastic? No, I'm sorry. You're, you're like the funniest person I know now, Stephanie. Really? I don't know. Corey, yeah, you make me laugh. Thank you. Well, I never get to That's be cool. on when Corey's on, so oh, okay. Stephanie's still the funniest person yeah, I know. Winning. Yeah. Winning, for sure. All right, everybody. Y'all have a fantastic week and we're going to catch you all next.